and welcome to Extra Time, the podcast made for Hampshire FA, produced and presented by me, Leanne Goodall. Voices is a series of podcast episodes that aims to give a voice to everyone involved in football within Hampshire FA. We'll be telling stories and talking about topics of interest in grassroots football and beyond. Now sit back and relax while we talk about football that matters to you. I'm at the wonderful Stoneham Lane Complex today, a brand new facility with 3G pitches that are suitable for playing on all year round. In this first episode, I'm going to take a look at the women and girls game in Hampshire. So I've got someone with me today who knows everything there is to know on the subject. Here she is introducing herself. So my name is Flo. I am the Women and Girls Football Development Officer at Hampshire FA. Thanks for joining me, Flo. Tell us a bit more then. How long have you been in the post that you're in now? So in this role, um, this is about two years now, and then previously been at Hampshire for probably about two years before that in a couple of different roles. So looking after recreational football for a couple of years and then in an admin role. And I know you've sort of done quite a lot since you've come to the role, haven't you? So how are you feeling about sort of your progress? Yeah, it's definitely been a busy two years, that's for sure. To be fair, it's been a really exciting time to obviously be involved in, in the women and girls game. Um, we're at a point where we've probably had the most investment um, for, well, ever. So for me, that's just yeah, really exciting to see actually what we can do with it. Obviously, we're still a long way off from where it needs to be. But yeah, really exciting times. Why do you think you've had more investment lately then? I mean, most of it comes down from obviously from the FA. Um, obviously, them having a big title sponsor for the WSL, but also investing back into the grassroots game has been the key point and then that obviously feeds through back to us. Beyond that I think just generally there's more commercial kind of opportunity now for the women's game with it being on TV, with it being access- accessible kind of online and streaming and stuff so yeah. it's just more a more attractive package I, th- I guess for kind of sponsors. And the big sponsor that you're talking about is that the Barclays yeah. sponsorship. What do you think it'll take then now to start getting more sponsorships sort of as you come down the pyramid? I guess it's kind of it, it drip feeds down obviously the grassroots game is a long way off what the Super League and the Championship are still but there is a bit of work kind of being done around the women's pyramid below that so I guess over the next couple of years we'll kind of see how it's going to develop and what that's going to look like but as everything when you grow the base in terms of participation that's just going to feed up through the rest of the pyramid so yeah it's a really exciting time like I said. Have you seen a change in the kind of facilities on offer for the women's game or is that something that's still difficult? Yeah, so generally when we kind of get new facilities, and that's 3G pitches, grass pitches, a lot of them will have usage plans that have to include female provision, which it should do. But I think especially when we kind of look at the the beginner programme and Wildcats in particular, that having a nice facility in somewhere that's that looks enjoyable to play, I think is really important to engage those girls that are stepping in for the first time. You know, nobody kind of wants to be running around a muddy pitch when it's pouring rain. And just to clarify, what are the Wildcats? Wildcats is um, uh, gets a recreational programme for girls aged 5 to 11, really designed to engage girls in something that's fun, doesn't necessarily have to look like football all the time, um, but just making sure that first experience is a really positive one so that they continue to play for the rest of their life, I guess. So is this the first time that you've worked at somewhere with kind of your 3G pitches and everything for females? Or? I mean, yeah, obviously as, as an organisation, we now kind of manage three sites that are very much brand new. Um, obviously here up at Basingstoke where our offices are and at Front Lawn and Haven't, so really nice places to play. And obviously the experience for those players is going to be a very positive one. 
I mean, they might get a rude awakening if they go somewhere else, but just having that engagement to to make sure that they're coming into a really a really fun environment, a really friendly environment, a really safe environment is, I think, is really important for girls, especially, and for women. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, my experiences of speaking to people that have played maybe ten, twenty years ago as children has always been that they were made to play with the boys, they didn't have facilities, or they weren't allowed to play at all. So it's really important, isn't it, to change that that feeling of how it is to be a girl and play football. Yeah. It's kind of beyond just the pitch as well, so it's the subtle things like having the separate change rooms, having separate toilets, um, having all that kind of provision for for female players to play as well as male players, and that's just not the players, that's the referees, the officials, um, the coaching staff as well. So, Of course, and, and whilst there's sort of one side of things is you must provide this for the women, and of course you must, also it costs extra money, doesn't it, to of do course, all of yeah. that, so you need... Yeah need the kind of sponsors and things involved mm. what types of things are going on for women and girls in Hampshire FA a lot um, so obviously kind of one of the, the FA's key visions is to make sure that there is football that's accessible for any female player whether she's five-year-old or a 85 year old now so a lot of our participation programs are kind of looking at that and we've obviously got Euro 2021 coming up um, next year so really building a program that's gonna make sure we've got something that's fit for purpose for everybody that gets inspired by that competition um, and that's not obviously just Southampton where we're a host city but also for the rest of Hampshire so yeah lots of participation projects um, and similarly lots of stuff to engage coaches referees whether that's on a female specific program or filtering into kind of the mixed programs that we have anyway. I know that the Lionesses last year sort of really gave the women's game a big boost, didn't they? And you saw a massive increase yeah. in participation. And the question's always been, you know, can that be kept up over a longer mm-hmm. period of time? I think we've got the She Believes Cup coming up now. So do you expect to see even more people after that? Yeah, I mean, we always expect kind of that rising interest off off the back of the big events but now obviously the big events are a little bit more regular We've got olympics coming up where we're going to have a team gb t- uh, squad in that so obviously expecting a, another big increase there then like i said we're hosting the euros and then you've got those big competitions that are every two years plus the the high profile wsl championship game so always a big in- increase um in kind of engagement but also visibility of, of our game as well as the lionesses game the important bit is just making sure that we've got the infrastructure behind it to kind of deal with that income and flooding in of players. So, yeah, just making sure that pro- programmes as wide-reaching as possible, all of our programmes are. So if people here who might listen to this podcast in Hampshire mm. want to play football and they mm. happen to be female, what can they do? Where can they go? First first touch point would be our, our website. So um, there's a really big section on women and girls game. Um, so youth players as well as adult players. And sections on there where you can find information about how to play, how to referee, how to coach, how to spectate, should you want to go and watch one of our games as well. So that would be a first touch point. And then obviously that kind of feeds in all the other information that you need beyond that, as well as me (laughs) as well as you the point of all contact (laughs) so you mentioned spectate there as well Mm -hmm. that's actually really important as well isn't it to to spectate are you seeing more people come and do that yeah so we've seen a a really big rise in attendances particularly with Southampton FC women who are lucky to play their games at AFC Totten and they've as a club have done a a lot of really good marketing um, beyond that to drive it but also to engage kind of local clubs schools youth players to drive those attendances Obviously, we don't have a Super League or a Championship team just yet. I'm um, hoping in the next couple of years we will do. And again, similarly, we ju- we just kind of engage the audiences that maybe not thought about watching a women's game before and actually 
I think you'd be very surprised at the standard of play that you, you see at those games. Obviously, it's slightly cheaper than potentially going to a men's game of a similar level, really accessible for families. It, uh, just a good day out, I think. So why is spectatorship important? Is it just for the players or is it also to help spread the message among those that maybe aren't playing as well? I think it kind of hits everything that we kind of really need it to. So it's inspiring for those younger players to see this is what it looks like potentially at the high level for you should you want to carry on as a player in your career or just for fun. It's obviously a really good way to engage women that are playing as well to see, I guess, strong sports women and that works across the board, I think, for young players up to adult players. And again, it's it's just really great for those players to have that strong support behind them to know that actually they're, they're doing really well and, and what they're offering is something that is engaging for a crowd. And yeah, actually just, they, they're good. <laughs> they're good. They're just they're as good. good. Women's no, game is just absolutely. as good. Excellent, Flo. Thanks so much for talking to me today. And um, yeah, where did you say people can go to the website? Just HampshireFA.com. Click through the women's section or the youth section. And do you want to leave your Twitter username on here? So mine is at HampshireFA underscore WAG, W-A-G. Hampshire WAG, love it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks very much. Thank you. You've been listening to Extra Time, the Voices series. We hope you found it interesting or at least got something from it. If you've got a topic idea or a story that you'd like to tell, then get in touch with someone at Hampshire FA or with me via Twitter. You can find my username in the episode description. These podcasts are free for you to listen to, so if you think they're worth it, then we'd love you to hit subscribe. Thanks for listening.